Hello, everyone. Welcome. Yes, we're all back. Potty mouth. We're here to say hello again. Then lovely to kind of have you in there. Just straight away when I switch it on, like everyone jumps from the in the chat so I can see everyone because I know I normally can't see anyone. So hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Potty Mouth Garden Club. If you would put a capital Q, I silenced me watching. I'm getting them things on me bloody. Sorry, I silenced me phone, but I'm getting them on me. Watch there. If you put a capital Q, if you want to ask a question, put a capital Q. I will put my Q there now in the search box, and I will find your questions a lot easier. So don't forget, we have our Discord where you can join in the fun there. Now, there's actually a new, and I wish I'd took a picture of it. JB, I think it was JB or someone told JB to, to actually make a um, what's the bloody point Chapter, you know, like all your kind of all your failures are in now. I wish I kind of um, got it up. And there's some cracker. Honestly, you think JB's failing? Let's just, you know what I mean? It's just up. Oh, well, we got. Oh, now I've got David Jennings has just subscribed. I've got that bouncing up there now as well. So I'll get that sorted later another time. So yes, pop over to Discord. That would be fantastic. What I wanted to show you as well is I'll share my screen. We are doing this as a podcast as well, so just you know, if you if you want, that would be fantastic. Just search on your podcast of your choice, and there's all the shows there because it's quite you know what I mean. We we normally go like over an hour, so it's quite nice just to kind of sit in the car, chill out, and listen to us if you're going on a on a trek or anything like that. Let me just bring in. There they are. There they are. I was just telling everyone there. I've just changed them kind of names again because I wasn't kind of too keen on them kind of names. They were getting on me, you know what I mean, nerves a little bit. They were a bit laggy and stuff like that, so I've changed them. Did I notice? Just let's see. No, look, at I'll have to put them back on again. The actual temperatures have gone off, Stephen, as well, so... We don't know how hot everybody is. So I'll tell you what. Look at that bonnie lad there. We'll run the intro, then we'll get into saying hello. <laughs> Yes, so Stephen, oh, look at that vodka in that cup. Look, hey, how are you doing, sir? Are you all right? Are you good? Yeah, very good, thanks. How are yeah. you? Doing yes, no, yes, well, good, good. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, like I say, I love to kind of have a, a, a chat with you, you know what I mean? I'll chat with all, all three years about gardening. It's like a little bit of therapy. I mean, you know what I mean, especially... It is, because it is. You know what I mean, and just like, even f failures, G you know, JB with his failures there, it's nice to kind of share them, and to be honest, I'll, ju I'll just jump over to JB. JB, when i seen that, little, <laughs> and everyone's piling in with their crappy veg, and it's just like, you know what I mean, it's like, all I can say is you're not alone. Yes, you're not alone. So good, that page. <laughs> so, yeah. that was a great idea, whoever oh, kind of mentioned yeah. it, so... What are you saying, Steve? Those potatoes, are, those oh, potatoes yes. of mine were atrocious, absolutely atrocious. Some buckets <laughs> of potatoes this year have been absolutely hopeless. But you know yeah. what it is, Steve, as well? Said it's, about that, it's, it's nice, though, because you've been gardening all your life, and it's coming up yeah. with that. So it just it makes us 
a little bit more hu- it makes you human, Stephen. You're not robotic. Do you know what I mean? It does. <laughs> I mean, many many of the things in gardening are so out of your control anyway. You can you can strive to control them, you can you can bend nature to your will. But you turn your back for a minute and Mother Nature's in there and she's you know, she's done her work and she's finished that off for whatever reason it is. And it often leaves us gardeners scratching our heads. We'll have a good idea what's happened, but at the end of the day, Mother Nature, she's in control, regardless of how good you are. And it always makes me wonder and laugh, actually, when you see these expert gardeners on the TV and you're thinking, your garden always looks so perfect. And we know it's just not like that. Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. We all know it's yes. just uh-huh. not like that. Well, I love watching, and actually, man, I try and emulate it as well. You know, if you kind of do watch Gardener's World, the, the the colorist on that TV program, the editor who's coloring the show, just is hitting that kind of contrast, vivid saturations. He's just taking them right over oh, the God, max. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this is like you know if you, when you look at it, it's like this is England, this is green, gorgeous England, and then you actually probably look at it in real yeah. life, and it's just like drab. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of Audrey. Hello, Audrey. Hello. <laughs> Sorry for ignoring you there. How can I ignore my muse in gardening? Oh, you're Are you well? I'm great. Thank you. Oh, excellent, excellent. Have we had a good week in the garden or in the the back garden? We have. We have. Excellent. Yes. Well, we will find out. We will find out later then. So, JB, <laughs> JB, Hello. is there any reason why why uh, that's happening like that? That's not nice. Hmm? Well, that's so. Oh, that's, uh, I think you've just got something. You know what I mean? You just kind of. I'll tell you. What, I'll see if I can get. That's just. I think you've got something that you're obsessed about now. You know what I mean? The cucumber <laughs> was kind of out there, but this is just ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just. <laughs> they get insane, those ones. That's a tromboncino squash. Right. And is that... And, and I, I like just looking at it. <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> is it ready? Is it... <laughs> just makes a smile. Just makes... It's almost like what kind of... What instrument went up me the other week? Don't know where you're going to... Don't know what you're doing with that. <laughs> That's GB. <cheer> oh, God. <laughs> Is that... you couldn't sit down for a while. <laughs> if it had a camera on the end, it would be bloody. Uh... Yeah. Is is that? Come on, seriously, GB. There is that. Is it like ripe? Is it ready? Oh, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People in the, in the chat might be able to enlighten me today. Um, but that's a volunteer, so I didn't grow it. Oh, right, it. right. Um, it just popped up um, at the bottom of my compost bin. And I kind of saw the squashy leaves and thought, I'll leave that, see what happens. And it's a, yeah, the tromboncino one, I've never planted that right. anywhere. Like, I've never bought those seeds. Ah. Um, but they do get really, really big. And, like, I think when you grow them vertically, right. they, the plant can kind of tell. And the fruit gets really long. Um, and on the ground, it gets a bit kind of fatter. But I was well, just I've... kind of waiting for it to do that thing where it dies off a bit. Uh, I've actually seen it when time. you know you, you go abroad. Now I don't know if it's a kind like that, but there is these like, l- but they're like pale green colour, just dead long. So that might be. Yeah. I wonder if yours is like a ripe version of of that. You know what I mean? Um, maybe, maybe. maybe. Well, it's an older version. They sang a bit more. Uh, I bet. I bet she's <laughs> been like mothering that just to get that image. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
So what what was it called again, GB? I've forgotten. Tromboncino. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good one to say. It's very satisfying. And you can those, you can uh, pick those as a summer squash, or let them harden a little bit on the vine, and pick them as more of a winter squash. And is that a Audrey? Is that um, like a, a normal size for it? It almost <laughs> looks a little like a butternut to me. Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw it today. When I took that picture, I was going, See, I think, on a minute. I, I'm not sure what you have there because we grow a butternut here that has a longer neck. So there's more yeah. flesh to it. So I'm not sure that that's a trouble. I guess straight away, though, JB, you've got to ask, is that... I'm trying to get JB on there naturally. He's not coming on, on. We'll have to put him on too. Is that... Have you grown these ones before, these Boncino yeah. things? But have you grown the other ones before, the, the normal ones? Or yeah, normal? So I've got some butternut squash on the plot at the moment. Um, and then they haven't really started setting fruit yet. They're right. just starting, but they're, you know, they're this big sort of thing. So right, really right. Tell. It'll be an interesting mm. one to mm. see. Was that, was that squash ever green? Was that ever green? Was, or was, that was it ever, ever green? Yes. Was it ever yeah, green it started color? off green. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so it is. Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see what that turns out to be. He knew. I love these. He knew when he was taking that photograph. He just knew. <laughs> <laughs> right then, let's. We'll ask a question. See if we can get some through some questions today as well. Stephen Blaze is asking how to grow peanuts. Now, I haven't a clue. JB's looking a bit bland there, and all a little oh, bit. Uh, Steve's Audrey. It's up to you. I've never grown them. I just say you need to find no, um, a gardener from the south of the United States, like a Georgia gardener, uh, because they'll grow them all the time down there. Right, so, right. How uh, you need kind of a southern U.S. gardener for that one? Or did you know? I mean, how do you? What do they look like? And what are the p- peanuts? Well, the, the peanuts grow underground. Right, and it grows. It just has a nice kind of lush green top, and I, I don't think I have enough heat here, or long enough. But I've never also wanted to use all the space for peanuts. Right. Also, the right? love, the love heat, and to take up quite a yeah. bit of room. Right. Right. And I think they're re- relatively long season crop, so it's not like you can grow and then switch them out for something else. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've never, I've never grown them. Right there, you go. So I, it's something that I haven't kind of even thought about. No. Um, let's just see there. That was a good question, then. Yeah. No answers. Yes. <laughs> well, Audrey's like it's put. I didn't even know you. They kind of grew under the under the ground. Do you know what I mean? So no. English green back garden sustainably. Jordan Andrew. That's a that's. In a title That's there. a title. That's a title. Tony, growing any special cabbage varieties and raised beds? I didn't got the end of that. Um, well, I've just, tomorrow's video, Andrew, we'll have it. I'm putting out some, what did I put in? Some Savoy cabbage, which I bought at the garden centre. Some Marathon, I think they're called Marathon broccoli. And oh. some cauliflowers igloo before I get, um, wait, I just want to, oh, what? I missed that, JB. I could have just jumped there. Were you putting a bit of eye drops in there, lad? Are, <laughs> Are you muted now? I think you're muted. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I think I've got some pollen in my eye or something. Oh, right, right. So, yeah. I was thinking he's he's making, he's putting a few drops in just to make his eyes a bit kind of sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you are the, you know, the Italian stallion. How's your mum? Anyways, JB, is she, uh, she well? All good, yeah. All good. Has she, has she said anything about us? <laughs> I mean, there's no, no more messaging. <laughs> no, no, she's not, she's not mentioning us this week. No, all right. Oh, well, if that's the way she plays, oh well, if that's the way she wants to play it, hard to get. I don't mind. Gears <laughs> <laughs> uh, asking, how do you know if your brad's atomic are ready to harvest? Mine are still solid. Just wait a little bit, Gail. But brings yeah. me on to Audrey. Right, Audrey. Let me just get yes. this up here. Then one second, I get it all set. So you sent me this picture, Audrey. Let me find it. Is this the right one? Yes. Wait on. I'll get off me. I'll get off that. I'll have to sort that bit out. So that's your Brad's atomic. Those are two of them. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, and you know they're ready. Don't worry about the color because it depends where you're growing them and how you're growing them. But they need to be soft to the touch. Yes, that's like the that's you, the that's the only kind of way. They're hard. They are still ripening. Yes, but, but if you give you, a little. Yeah, you know we had a little conversation last week, Audrey, about right. the color grading of right. of them. Let me just so there's yours. One second, right? Yeah, no, there's and your, I did no no touch ups. No there. color and grading. So. You tell me they haven't been color graded. Oh, I won't tell you that because it's in a catalog. <laughs> That's just, yeah. So, and I didn't realize though, over here, we, it was, I think it was Tony O'Neill was saying, we have some laws governing the kind of, the falsifying almost of, of there have to be a kind of, some sort of regulation. Have you got that over there then, Audrey? Some sort of like governance to. Oh, no. No, oh, no, no, no! I just <laughs> crank that saturation right up to full. There. Capitalism with a capital C over here. <laughs> I'm just thinking they look like they're reflecting sort of a bluish light. I wonder if that plate was sort of put down next to a, a either a TV or a computer monitor because all that reflections yeah. on the left there it looks like it's uh, coming off something. That where all oh, right, right. Yeah. There's a lot of work went into that photograph. Do you know what I mean? It's just like oh, undoubtedly. Oh, I, yeah. think just, well, I think if you just up the saturation, you'll get colors like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? well, the flesh colors look all right in the hands. Uh -huh. Well, yeah. exactly. Oh no, I don't think they do. One second, I'm jumping here from button to button. Do you think they our hands look at us? I think that's um, them hands oh. not skin color. To be honest, but yeah, look at the fingertips. I mean, There's some weird colours there. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I just kind of thought I would bring that up. So Audrey, let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to you. Then. Are you are you bringing in a lot of brads at the moment? Because I certainly am. My you there's the this kind of no, right in the glut moments. Way better than I do. Uh, I had, I had some issues with my back tomato bed, so I'm ripping everything out this week. Never. I'm pulling a Tony. I'm ripping right, it all out. Right, right, right. I mean, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a what you call it a, a clickbait type. I'll be honest. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I only pulled out four. 
but no, but you have you have so many more plants of it. I didn't grow that many brats. Well, I tell you what, and Steve, this is we're going back to kind of Steve's idea of like you know like snapping off the the side shoot. Yeah, they come. You know what I mean, Steve? That's a, a great thing because they come just so quick and so prolific and strong as well. Uh-huh. The, plant, uh-huh. the plants are so much stronger when grown from a side shoot. That's why I've always done it because even now, I mean, I got a first generation of my first lot of side shoots. They're in my test tunnel at the back, and they've got two or three trusses of fruit on. And then I took a second batch, and they're in my small polytunnel, and I've got one. One truss on each plant now that's set fruit. So I'm going to get, I'll probably get, end up getting more fruit from the side shoots than I did from the main plants. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely worth doing. And the thing is, if the warm weather, you know, sometimes here in October we start getting frosts. If it plays nice the weather this year and goes all the way into December and staying reasonably warm, they'll still be cropping at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. It can. So it's worth having the plants in. See, in a way, though, you're lucky, Steve, because, you know, you've got the... You, and you, you said it when I was kind of putting my polytunnel up, always go for as big as you can, Tony. But you've got the great yeah. space to kind of... Because yeah. I'm thinking now, I need... You know what I mean? I'm kind of not getting tired of me tomatoes, but I'm kind of wanting... I'm thinking the next stage, the next planting. Do you know what I mean? That's why yeah. I took the like the poorer ones out there, just so, you, you know what I mean? You can, I've got a place to put, like, say, I want to put some, some dwarf beans and some other things in there at this moment you know where tomatoes you can just put you know what i mean when you've got that kind of that kind of acreage even in the polytunnels it's uh it's a lot easier do you know what i mean you always 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 after you've built a polytunnel or a greenhouse you always want it a couple of foot bigger and that'll happen in the Mm -hmm. first six Mm -hmm. months i guarantee it and that's why you i will always have to go to you you think of the space you're putting it in and then fill that space literally with, you, you know, don't go any smaller than you have to. Just fill that space. Get as big a tunnel as you can. What, you mind it. It, what uh, Steve, what people did say to me was, and I've never come across it, and I was thinking at the time when I was actually building it, maybe I did, but I put me, I've got a wide path in that polytunnel. Now, I love yeah. it, to be honest, and I'm not even bothered about sacrificing it you know what i mean when we talked yeah. about last last week about the raised beds and that it's great to get a wheelbarrow and i can kind of turn it around so the bit i've lost on soil do you know what i mean i'm quite happy to kind of do that you know what i mean to kind of for a nice there's, all, there's also this other thing as well that many people once you sort of get past 10 foot uh a wide once you get past the 10-foot wide polytunnel, you start thinking about having a bed down the centre of the tunnel because you're at the mm. highest point yeah. for, for climbing trusses. But I've tried that on several tunnels and greenhouses over the past. It's just never quite worked for me because you're losing space because you've got your big bed in the middle and then you've got two side beds, but then you've got two paths which have to be narrow because you know, you're short mm-hmm. on space then. And then they become inconsequential, awkward to get into. So that's why I don't have a central bed in my, any of my tunnels. Well, even even mm-hmm. to the point, though, Steve, I find that when I do, you know, the green, oh, I forget what they're called, the duo. Green pod- side up? No. Hey, <laughs> bum, bum, hey, links below. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the duo, the green duo ones that I grow like yes, tomatoes in yes. with the, the reservoir. Well, they, 
clutter up. Path. You know what I mean? It's like, so yeah. it's, I know exactly, like you say. And you do see people have that central aisle one, but then yeah. they have a narrow path. And you know what I mean? It's, you can guarantee it'll be awkward for them. So, well, I'm actually doing a little bit of a version. So, after saying all that, <laughs> next, ne- next year in my third tunnel, the new one at the back, I'm actually, where the tomatoes are now, I'm actually going to put a slightly narrow bed in there because I want my tomatoes in a row. I don't think they've got enough sun this year. So I'm just making a slight change, but um, you'll see all that next year. So just, well, just describe your that bed at the moment then. how would, Is it just a flat with a path down the middle? It's just a... The polytunnel, I think, is twelve foot wide. Right. I've got a, I've got a three foot bed on the right, and that comes up to the first door. So I've got two three foot double doors, um, and the pathway is in the three foot to the six foot range, if you like. And then the other six foot is all bed, and right. that's where I've got all my tomatoes or where my peppers were before I ripped them out, and my aubergines. So, so six foot bed, three foot path. Three foot bed, right? And you, it's you want a bigger bed for your tomatoes? Did you see it? No, where the path ends, so that I'll have three foot bed, three foot path, and then I'll have a two foot bed with um, with my tomatoes in all in a row this time. Oh, right, I, yes. right, I get you and now. There'll, right, there'll be four foot left on the left hand side, very narrow path because that bed will be growing melons next year but i'm going to let them scramble along the ground as opposed to support them right and that will let the sun in to the tomatoes right i get you now i get you now so you're wanting that your tomatoes to kind of have as much sun as possible yes yes right right yep yep it's funny i was talking to someone on our allotment and he says he says his house tomatoes he's getting way more and he's just built this new green brand new lovely greenhouse and he says i'm not getting that many like tomatoes from this one but he's got it like the door facing south you know right. what i mean so it's like everything's kind of and I says, is it not because of they're all kind of in a behind you like when <gasps> he says the the one in the house the home one is facing it's facing south uh like diagonal you know what i mean like if, yeah side on so right audrey now i don't i, I want to talk about nettles do you get nettles over there have you been stung well, by a nettle? Because this is why I'm coming here, Audrey, with this. I got stung today. And I've, I, I mentioned it. I forgot to mention it. Last week I got stung as well. The nettles are in your the bed that I've got dedicated to your dwarf beans. So I'm in there all the time scrabbling around. And I don't like to kind of just throw out, you know, like some, I think some kind of weeds are a little bit good. But these mother chucker nettles, the sting on me lasts at least 12 to 15 hours. Now, wow. Oh, it's like, and I'm thinking... You're a sensitive oh. man, Oh, and I'm thinking, <laughs> bloody hell, you know what I mean? Big... Do you... Have you got nettles over there? Do you, do you encourage nettles or not? I, I know that there is something called stinging nettles. I do not have them. And I know that some people grow them for fertilizer. Mm-hmm. I yeah, would no rather not have anything that hurts. So I did plant my first comfrey just weeks ago, uh, and I thought that's not going to hurt, so I can do that one. Uh, it's funny. I've just yeah. had Mark from the allot- our allotments has just offered us. I think he's had a few um, comfrey plants, and he says just take some, Tony. But I, I don't want to kind of 
put it in my gun because it might spread. So I might put it in a pot or but, but just. Well, if it's the the country that doesn't spread, then I'm not that's sure. What I'm... Uh, yes, I you could. We've, we've had this conversation before about yeah. It, um, yeah, not spreading. But we're talking about nettles, Audrey. So you haven't yeah. have you been stung by a nettle before? Then not that I can recall. Wow, 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 bloody hell! And so I would imagine <laughs> remember it if it lasts fifteen hours. Uh-huh. It's all sure. second. It's like it's tingling like hell. Do you know what I mean? I can. It's like. Well, you know why I've always had it. Nettles is like little hairs that irritate. And straight away when you see people being strung, they're going, ow, like this. Mm -hmm. And they're rubbing it in. Just ignore it and get on with life. And most of them will fall out. (laughs) I'm glad you're not me, Dad. Dad, Dad, I've heard me hard. Just ignore it, son. Watch out. The racing's on. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. If you rub it into your hand, it'll irritate you even more. Yes, yes, I know. Does it last a while with you then, Steve? I've got one now on my wrist. I just don't just don't bother with it. Uh-huh. I get strung every single day. But do the do the last a long time? That's what I'm I'm after because I I can I can feel it there, but it's it's not stinging. It's not hurting. Ah, well, not, I, I don't mean the kind of like sting, like kind of wasp sting. Just yeah, an irritant. Should I say, JB, yeah. with your wild garden, do you have a yes. few? Uh, <laughs> yes. wild yeah, there's quite a few about. Um, they're worst. I find they're worst in in spring, like at the start of spring when they're still really young, because uh-huh. they're really dense. Like they're densely packed. And if you accidentally pull one out in spring, oh yeah, that one. Uh-huh. That one oh, I know. So and it's like <laughs> yeah. ah, it's funny because it's a natural reaction to kind of swear. Do you know what I mean? And like you kind of oh yeah, little. <laughs> you know what I mean? The kind of like so. But does anybody use nettles as like a, like a, a tea or a like a, a Condi- conditioner, do. you do as well, yeah. JB. Do you yeah, do too. that as well? Do you? I wonder why JB keeps going to to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to sort that out, JB, out for the end of the show. So, do you save them then, JB? Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they they reek. They absolutely honk. Like right. when you make that nettle tea, I was not prepared. You know, like I saw people doing it for ages. Thought, yeah, yeah, I'll have a go at that. And oh my god, it. Is just awful. Right, <laughs> I hate right. making it, but it is really good. Um, and oh. we, I've got like a, a, a the plot next door. Their right. compost bay is just like abandoned. So there's like patch of massive patch of nettles that I have to cut back anyway, because uh-huh. um, it's like the you know it all starts growing into my greenhouse. Um, so yeah, just bang them in a and, load of water and then and that's it. Just eat. put them in water and let them yeah. six six months, four months. How long? That's a way of doing it. Yeah, you can get more sophisticated with like drain pipes and weights and all that stuff but um you know if you just got a barrel uh-huh. stick the nettles in put some water in that's all i do got this yeah. horrific black nasty looking water it's and great for the plants. Do, do you dilute that afterwards is that like yeah, a liquor it's, it's got to be yeah i don't have any strict measurements i just use um like two liter coke bottles or whatever <laughs> just put the black liquid in that got a watering can out bung a bit of bung uh-huh. a bit of the black in and, and have you, you be, have you noticed that it it actually does work is it a good oh. um i've not done any tests so i've not done any side by side tests but um it's really high in nitrogen the uh-huh. nettle feed so i use that on my brassicas quite often um and they seem to do generally okay Probably, I think it probably helps a bit. 
Right. Are you sure? Because I've seen your last video there where you your plastic yeah. ass Well, I didn't. Yeah, I hadn't used them much, actually. And someone in the comments um, said, why don't you use Nettle Tea? And I was like, oh, yeah, I've actually got some in the shed that I forgot about. But, um, yeah, to be fair, with the cabbages, I think it's timing. It's too it's, it's too late this year to try and save them, JB. There it is. You yeah, know what I mean? That's compost. Steve, have you done any trials, tests with it? Is it any Nettle good? Tea. Yeah, I use it every, every year. Uh, as JB says, just chuck it in a barrel. I tend to cut mine up in a wheelbarrow first with a, a set of garden shears, you know. Uh-huh. Um, mm. Chuck it in the in the in the barrel, cover them with water. But when it comes to dilution, I always make the that and the comfrey tea. I'll dilute it so that the water that's ready for watering the plants is the colour of a weak tea. That's the colour I uh-huh. aim for. Well, it's just tell me then, Steve, what's the difference from nettle tea to comfrey tea? Do you use them on different plants? Yes. Nettle tea is mm. very, very high in nitrogen. Right. Um, it's also got a lot of trace elements in there, although I'm not 100% sure on what's in there, so I won't quote. Um, comfrey tea is more for your, your fruiting time of the plants. Right. So when you're trying to ripen things up or, or get things to fruit. But... Comfrey is just a wonder thing, it really is. And going back to your mate, make sure it's bucking 14 if you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah otherwise, that's, I if it's seed, it, it spreads like uh, I think I've spoken about this to you before. Yeah, it's, it's I couldn't remember the name, I knew I knew we, came, we did have kind of um warnings about it. Um, yeah, definitely, right. Mike's asking, Mike Harborfield is asking, tomato support, strings or, <laughs> or steaks? Or the, the old kind of, the old, never kind of raise its head, nemesis there. String, my strings have snapped. Was that twice there, Mike? And I tell you, mine did as well, Mike. And if that's, a, if that's happening, that means you've got some decent crop on your tomatoes. So... Round of applause for the thing that, you know what I mean? Round of applause for that. Because mine, mine haven't snapped this year. So, but I'm using, Mike, I'm using um, Paracord, three mil Paracord, and it's invincible for that kind of, for the steak. And I'll tell you why, I, I used to steak in the old polytunnel, but I was forever popping, the, I mean, the polytunnel doesn't rip, but you put a hole in and it's annoying. There was loads yeah. of holes with steaks. Now, this one's a bit higher, but when you get to your edge of your polytunnel, you know, if you accidentally put a stake through your polytunnel or, you know, smash a pin, and you, it's it's frustrating. So yeah. now three wires over the top. I don't know how many wires now over the top, and I just string string down. Steve, how do you do it? <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> so you're still just... doing the stakes as well, are you? I do stakes. I don't know why, to be honest, but I do stakes in the big tunnel. Uh, and in the back, I've got um, strings hanging. But I've, I've managed to get some overhead wires um, in that back tunnel when it was empty. And so my strings are suspended off there. So, so that makes it easy. Is, you know, you surely though, your stakes aren't as, as sturdy as your string. You know what I mean? I know if, oh, we've, got to, we've got to talk about the right string. But when we were doing the stakes in the polytunnel, yeah. You had to, like, I mean, I was using even, like, you know, like concrete road ones, you know, like yeah. bringing them in because the slightest weight and a crappy bamboo just wobbles and snaps. And no, 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 you, you're doing it wrong. That's the thing. <laughs> you're doing it all wrong. You put five or six stakes in in a row, 
And yeah. then the row of tomatoes behind have five or six steaks in. And then you put cross beams across the top and across the middle. And then you tie yeah. the front row to the back row. And you've got a solid structure. You could drive a lorry across it. It's bamboo. It's really strong. Oh, see, that's way too much. That's that's. Yeah, it's just an extra couple of knots, lads. That's just um, Yeehaw has just subscribed. <laughs> well, Yeehaw to Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yes, um, <laughs> Stephen. Uh, well, is any does anybody grow rhubarb? Audrey, do you grow rhubarb? I have two crowns. Yes. Right, right. Well, I'll ask you first then, because I grow rhubarb, and I'm fruits are new. I'm newish to fruit. Now, I just took this. It's a bit of a crappy picture, Audrey, but what one thick stem, one thin stem. What is the way to? Is it easy to pick it thinner? Is it better to pick it thinner for flavour, or does it not matter if you pick it like th- thicker? Because a lot of mine, I've left them wanting them thicker. Then I've just realised the deer. I wonder if I'm leaving them too, you know, like where you leave like a cucumber and it gets too thick. Right, right. Is that, is there a uh, difference, or does it not really matter? Because you're just going to throw loads of sugar at it. I, I mm-hmm. uh, will take them more based on their color. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I think I've picked both. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I like it to be a really nice deep red. Uh-huh. So yeah. I wait for that. Right, right. Steve, I can hear you chirping on there in the background. What's that? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. I can't help myself. No, I was just agreeing with Audrey. Pick them when they're a nice ruby red colour, uh-huh. and that's, per- that's perfect. So it doesn't matter if they're thin. It's as long no. as it's kind of, like a, I guess, ripe red colour. It's the same with any plant. You know, you get good big branches and you get small, poorer ones. But once they're red, they're ripe and they're ready to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean, the, the, the actual rhubarb in there has been tremendous. You've had that in a couple of years now, uh, haven't you? Uh, and it's actually, probably... I put two crowns in, but only one's really working. As a Well, I was thinking you could probably split that one next year and aye, probably, aye. probably be ready for splitting that. And that will reinvigorate both roots and then, the year after, you'll be able to force some rhubarb to get some really extra sweet, extra nice stuff really early in the season. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll have to, really good. Really we'll, have good. To, um, we'll have to talk about that because you'll have to tell us about that. Jimmy, <laughs> rhubarb, sir, are you a rhubarb man? Did you see when you asked? I went like this. Because <laughs> I, um, I had some rhubarb gifted to me by Liz Zora. When I went to visit her, she gave me some rhubarb. Right. And, <laughs> and you've I'm looked after it, I hope, have you? You've I looked after Liz. Yeah. Oh, dear. I don't sugar. even know how. It was, it was way before the drought. It was... Um, it just, <laughs> can't even, it just, uh, you can't even <laughs> yeah, pin that really one to it. it went in. Maybe I overwatered it. I don't know. But it, it died off pretty quick. So um, I'd like to get some more. But it, it's a space, you know, it takes a lot of space, doesn't it? It gets quite big. But you're, it's you're, nice putting, you're, you're putting weeds in the last couple of videos there. You've got plenty of space. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're growing weeds. Yeah. For you know what I mean? So, oh. <laughs> wildflower, wild yeah, wildflower. Um, just, go and, just go and dig a hole in the middle of your meadow and put the plants in green side <laughs> up and you're sorted. Oh, look, I'm frozen again. Oh, hi. Hey. hey, we know what to do with this, Steve. I'll tell you what, I'll just ask, and I think we've had this before. Ian's asking, do any of you use green manure over winter? Now, Ian, 
I'll see you straight away that it's not kind of, I don't find that in like even appealing to be honest. I find it like, cause you'd have to dig it. You know what I mean? So you've got to kind of dig it out and turn it over. Then you might, more seeds might start growing. It doesn't appeal to me that. JB, is that something that you've done and you're happy doing it or? Well, I tried and I failed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I tried some last year and I just had really bad germination. I had like a green manure mix of winter rye, uh, daikon radish, some vetch, like a nitrogen fixing thing, uh, and maybe some other stuff. Um, And I think I did it towards the end of September, which kind of makes sense because I've been thinking about doing it again this year. And everyone yeah. said, you know, you've got to do it a bit earlier. Everything's still growing earlier. <laughs> oh, know, like, oh, you know, so um, all my squashes are going or there's, you know, second spring. So I've got um, turnips and brassicas and, you know, radish and stuff going. It's not really, there's not really like a spare bed that, that is kind of sitting fallow that looks like, it, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, now would be a good time for green manure. So I think you have to kind of make quite a, a lot of, like a planned decision to leave that bed bare and to rejuvenate it with green manure as opposed to kind of scattergun, do it everywhere after after the season. But I could it's not, like you say, it's not something that it even appeals to me, to be honest. It's just, I'd rather just like wait till like see October, put a layer of compost on and leave it that way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, Steve, you've done it, haven't you, Steve? I've done it loads. I used to do it with my uh, pumpkins uh, and you would dig uh, six foot of soil ahead of the pumpkin growing and dig in that green manure and it would feed the pumpkin as it grew. I've actually got some on order because I'm hoping to plant some within the next couple of weeks. But, you know, that big piece of land where I have big compost dropped off or me yes, uh, yes. horse manure, I want to dig that over and get some green manure get growing in that this year because it will help feed my composting bins through the through the winter. Right, right. Give, give me some green stuff for that. that. That's what I'm hoping, but we'll see, because it's it's a lot of work for me to get there in a very short period of time. When would you, like, how do you get, how do you, like, process the, the green manure? Do you have to dig it in? And when do well, you, when would you dig it in or cut it or strim it or, or whatever? If you planted it, if you could plant it now and get it going, it would be going in a couple of weeks and you'd probably get a cut in October, maybe one in Christmas, but you'll get about five cuts off it before you need to dig it in. Um, and then all you do then is you just harvest it all off of the ground, strim it, rake it off, put all that stuff in your compost heap, and then just turn your soil over about three weeks before you want to plant and then plant. And the thing is, it produces so much biomass, which is the stuff that, you know, when Charles Dowden's doing his uh, no dig and he twists the plants off and leaves the roots in. Yeah. It's exactly the same with the green manure. And as JB hinted out there, the vetch in your mix is Mm. nitrogen fixing as well. So it's good for the the new starting plants that you're about to plant. But you know, I always, sorry, I just used the the Hungarian rising, uh, grazing rye. And vetch, I don't put anything else in. But you know when you said you can get three or four cuts with it, what what yes. are you doing with that then? I just couldn't put that in the compost bin. Yes. Right, right, yes. Uh, right. Uh, so so then you've got fresh green stuff for your um, your compost. You can add that with some paper or with, or with some straw or hay, mm-hmm. and you can help to heat your compost heap through the winter so you're keeping things going and producing mm-hmm. more and more, um, more and more um, 
that throws me. That thing. I know. I know. <laughs> I have to, I, you know why I kind of I kind of do it, yeah, because I, I, you know what I'm like. I can't do two jobs at the same time, so I'll end yeah. up being like just quiet going. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> last, I think what I'll, I'll jump to now while I kind of just looking at me thing. I, I think well, I tried. I, to, what Audrey? I was going to say that was going to be my tip today. Subscribe. Was cover crops. All oh, right. Oh, well, that's uh, shattered. You shattered that then. Who's, I know. Who, so, it was Mike. Um, no, it wasn't. It was, um, it was Ian. Ian spoiled it. So. Well, I still get credit for it because that's what I <laughs> <laughs> Well, we might even let you off, Audrey. Mind you, well, how, how do we know? Because it's quite easy. So I can put a cover crop in there. That's, that that was the good. reasons I'm ripping them up. So. I just wanted to show you, this is my, I tried, I think, the last time to, I got it from Kingseed. I've ordered me garlic, and I'm going for the right. stolen white. I think that's what I've ordered. So five. That's what I grew this year. Five, and I think I've probably got eight bulbs, possibly. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, I can't remember. So we'll see that. Are you eating, JB, there? Who's eating? Who's got a bag of crisps under? Look, he's got some sweeties under his leg. <laughs> Ever the professional. What's, um, so we've done rhubarb thickness. Um, oh, I was going to ask you, is, you know, we're talking about like squirrels and everything last year and last time and Audrey, you get pestered with that kind of thing. What animals, yes. Audrey, we'll start with you then, if you don't mind. What animals would you encourage into your garden? You know, you... you like say squirrels you want out and badgers we need out and rabbits. What would you encourage um, into your garden? I would love to encourage a fox because I think they're so pretty, but we don't have them here. Um, I more encourage bees and butterflies. Right. I don't like the little four-legged critters. <laughs> How would you encourage bees and butterflies? Well, I plant... Uh, flowers that uh, and this year because of the monarch issues which have been going on for a long time i also want to plant a lot next year for where they lay their eggs so right. they like fennels right. and dills so i'm going to plant a lot of those just so they can eat it and have a great time with their little caterpillars um so yeah i try to and i just saw a thing recently where you make up like this mash of brown sugar and bananas and something else, and the butterflies love that. I was going to give it a try. Mm. Now, I, I'm I'm kind of totally on the opposite side there, Ori. I'm I don't want to encourage butterflies because butterflies are caterpillars and caterpillars are ruining and your brassicas well, and everything. No, they only those white, those horrible white cabbage butterflies do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like also, butter. you don't. Also, you're picking, choosing with which butterflies you want oh, in your garden. Right. Right. Like monarchs and swallowtails. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I just thought That's butterflies. Right. So you're going to stand the guard awesome. and chase them I bloody white ones like. away. Yes, I plant what they like. So, JB, <laughs> as our you know natural you know yeah, environmentalist down. hero. <laughs> What, um, <laughs> what? How long have you got? Because I could go on for a bit about this. Well, um, what would you encourage? Now, I, I was thinking more like frogs and toads and that kind of, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, frogs, um, hedgehogs as well, obviously. Um, they're voracious yeah. slug eaters. And badgers and foxes do, um, 
they'll have a few slugs as well actually so they're not all bad um but there's lots of um you know insect life as well that is kind of maligned you know or like you just think of as creepy crawlies that actually do loads of beneficial stuff and um beneficial stuff in the garden um hoverfly caterpillars in particular are really easy to mistake for um cabbage white butterflies or um you know something else like a sawfly that you might think is mm-hmm. eating um so do have a have a google and have a look at what a hoverfly um larvae looks like because they're just little wormy things they're a little bit spiky but they will go around and eat hundreds of aphids they are really really hungry they're just as good for for your garden as ladybirds um so i think hoverflies are like my main you know if if, if i had to pick one it's right all right right right. easy to miss they're easy to miss and they're attracted by kind of um, lots of pollen and nectaring flowers and what about then frogs and toads is is toads just as good as frogs or would you i assume so yeah I, Uh i feel like frogs frogs are a bit um easier to come by right like a bit more common i don't mm-hmm. know if toads need a bit more like specialist habitat but um yeah frogs are on my to-do list right like i need to put ponds in um it's just one of those things i keep not getting around mm-hmm. to but um yeah, yeah steve what about there. what about you sir countryside because you're like right in the kind of the, the <laughs> lake district is what would you encourage in uh, well, well, you know, I already plant a load of flowers anyway, and I, and I try to get them all around the plot. Um, my my garden has had to be fenced off against rabbits because when we get a flush of rabbits mm. around here, they they will decimate the plot completely uh-huh. around here. They go into the thousands. So I've, I've had to stop things like hedgehogs getting in by the way I put my fences up. So I will never get that in the plot. Uh, but all the other things, yeah, they're all welcome, and even even the bad stuff's welcome. Um, I don't I don't mind so much. I really don't. It, I mean, there was a situation in my garden earlier this year where I was growing cabbages. I put about twelve in, I think, and I think we ate five, and the slugs and the snails <laughs> ate the rest. But that's all right because I've only just taken them out today. They were half eaten. They've gone on the compost heap. But while they were attacking those cabbages, they yes. were leaving me cauliflowers in the next mm. bed alone uh, and yeah. the purple broccoli in the bed after it alone. So it's decoy. So I, I, I spent a lot of time and a lot of years trying to kill everything off that was <laughs> yeah. not good for the garden from a gardener's point of view. Spent many years when I was younger trying to do that. And then I just learned to settle with it, really, and just just sort of ever, ever see a bad problem at all. Well, I'll look over here then instead. You know, just, just kind of look away. Is know? it, is it hard for you to to do that, Steve? Then, even after all these years, are, are you kind of come to terms with it? I, I have come to terms with it. I mean, another example is with Brussels sprouts. I mean, they'll be on a video in a couple of weeks. They've been absolutely hammered by the cabbage whites uh, and by other things. I don't, I don't even know what's done it. I haven't even looked, but they've been hammered. And I could see this starting to happen two to three weeks ago. Just turn the blind eye because I've got so many other crops in there. If I lose one for a year, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to kill me to go to the shop and spend 50p on a bag of sprouts. You know, so I don't overly worry about it, you know, because you can worry yourself into an early grave. And well, um, it's funny enough. Mind on this, this killer and that killer. Well, that's what was mm-hmm. our next little topic is there because I'm still in the kind of the trenches fighting. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yes. and I bought myself, and it was like a few years ago, Steve, to be honest. And I don't know if you've got some as well, 
would have found it there on, but it's actually out of stock. So this is my yes. BT, you know, Bacillus therongenis. Therongenesis, yeah, I've got some of that as well. Yeah, and to be honest, it's, I don't know what you paid, Steve, but I was just looking here. For that 500, and that 500, mind you, is massive when you think you yeah. only use like a teaspoon, kind of a couple of teaspoons. But I'm just going down there. So you'd end up paying £72 for that. Yeah. Now, I think I paid probably, which I thought was like a shocking price, 35 four years ago. So yeah, I don't, even know, I, I don't yeah. know if it goes off or not, but I've, it's still working because I can tell by, you know, it's still kind of doing the business. But, yeah. and I think, I think once I've tried neem oil, but I just find it a bit messy and a bit kind of, to be honest, more controversial, where I'm kind of thinking, Charlie Dowden uses that stuff. It's all right for me. Do you know what I mean? And I know Steve yeah. uses it, so I'm thinking if it's if these two could use it, but that for me, it it kind of it it works. JB, what, I mean, what I, what's your thoughts? Could, Sorry, go on, Steve. I was just going to say. I mean, I could have mixed some of that up two weeks ago and sprayed those sprouts. I just didn't bother. I thought, oh well. Mm -hmm. I've got other things, you know, I'm not going to run around because I've been running around chasing my tail all year this year for various reasons. And I just thought, oh, well, just let them have it. And I've just weeded the bed today and cleaned all the bed up nicely. They're still growing, so mm -hmm. they'll still carry on and I'll still probably get a crop from them. But I'm not too worried about pest invasions anymore. Just let them. It's only when it gets severe, then I'm thinking, yeah. oh, well, better do something now. See... It's funny, now I'm still, because I've got different levels of severe, but everything is severe. Do you mean I did me kind of, <laughs> me, me, I only had like say five igloo cauliflowers this time round, and I think five of the marathon, you know, I've got some more coming down just outside there, but yeah. they started on that, do you know what I mean? So that to me is like severe, and I'm thinking, yeah, buggers, then they kind of hammered me broccoli. So I've got different levels, but they're all severe. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. JB, have you ever used? I've just, I've just jumped to JB. JB, have you ever used BT? No, not BT. Um, I do use neem oil um, mainly for aphids. Really early in the season, because especially on the south coast, they just seem to explode before the their predators can really get going. Um, but no, I've never used BT. And generally, apart from this year where my netting's been rubbish, a physical mm -hmm. barrier has always been kind of my, my go-to. What's the bloody point? There's so much come from that one little video. Do you know what's what I mean? What's the bloody point? <laughs> <Did you> just... <laughs> I've been surprised, actually, this year, how it's relatively easy for me so far, anyway, to keep on top of um, the brassica eggs, uh, the brassica cabbage, cabbage white um, eggs and caterpillars. You know, I've I've been kind of picking them off here and there. They haven't exploded out of control. Nothing has really been properly damaged. Um, there's some aphid damage on there and, and that kind of thing. But um, I d I definitely don't feel the need to go out mm -hmm. and spend seventy two. Oh no! Well, it's like you say, it's but it's it's never. I've never seen it, Chibi. I've never know? seen it in stock. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, it's always yeah. seems to be out of stock and out of stock. And I think I might have got mine on eBay. I'm not 100%. Steve, where did you get yours from? Probably eBay as well. Uh, um, it was about, I must have got it two or three years before um, lockdown. Um, you know, as I was using it on videos, people were asking where you got it from. And as soon as lockdown hit, 
it kind of went out of stock then mm-hmm. as soon as lockdown first yeah. hit because people were asking me where it was and I said it's just on eBay but they couldn't get hold of mm-hmm. it anywhere. And that's is that the exact one, Steve? What you've got that one there? It looks like it, yeah. Uh, yes, well, uh, I thought my label might be red, where it because it says I can't really see it clearly, but it says is it Dipel DF? Is yes. It? Yeah, it looks yeah. the same. Yeah. And I think it, it did it come in like foreign, like it's it's. I'm sure it's like an Italian kind of. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yes, I saw. You know, but it's it works. Does it not work? You know what I mean? Well, Coastal Gardens has just kind of said that we've done it. So, Steve, where are you getting yours garlic from? Uh, from the garlic farm. Oh, right. I, I oh, think... not for me. <laughs> no? Well, nah, just, I've had a couple of, not just one. Do you know what I mean? It's been a couple of times I've kind of had. And the last one was the, the elephant garlic, 12 bulbs. And yeah. it's like it's Diaz, do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. and it, it's like, it's not a machine putting these things in; it's a human putting them in. Yeah. I'll put money on that, so they know when they're putting this tiny little. And I didn't even plant the little ones; so I only got six bulbs. You know what I mean? And I thought that's it; I'm not using them again, to be honest. I mean, I think I think the size of the cloves matter for the elephant garlic, uh, and you want the biggest ones possible. And this year. As I have for the last five or six years, I've grown from my own stock. So the stuff I've grown this year will, I'll plant this September. As for the um, the size of the garlic clove for normal garlic, it really doesn't matter. And I proved that this year because I planted all my garlic cloves, and you know what it's like—you plant all the biggest ones first. And I had a little box full of the smaller ones left over. And I thought, well, what am I going to do with it? And I thought, I know, I'll do a trial. Planted them all in rows. And they all, the whole crop came up the same sort of size. Mm-hmm. There was no difference to whether it mm-hmm. was a, a small, and some of these were thinner than a pencil, you know. Yeah. And oh well, still, uh, mine still was thin. mine. That, I'm talking about elephant garlic. Sorry, for mine. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, elephant garlic. It wasn't just garlic, but yeah. like you say, I know you need kind of. I was just a bit kind of frustrated. You know, you do get it when like ordering online. Sometimes it's just like it's a it's a nightmare, and you think, yeah. But they should have like some sort of kind of quality control. I would have thought, like, but that was the last time. So I mean, it could be the same everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Audrey, yeah. what what's it like for for you with your garlic? Are you just you just keeping? Because you've got so many. Are you keeping any of that I, from? I think out of my seven hundred uh, clo- <laughs> or heads of garlic, I have plenty to plant from my own stock. Yes. Well, that is what I'm doing. There'll be no vampires in Detroit this year, eh, around <laughs> Halloween, no. I tell you that. <laughs> Not in my backyard. Yeah, absolutely. How, how's but, your, yeah. your storage going? Audrey, is, is everything, are you getting any, like, say, rotten ones over storage? Are they all no, doing no, nice? I'm actually going to go through those this week and pick the ones that I'm going to plant and right. figure out how I'm going to, what I'm going to do with all, maybe you'll just get a bouquet of, garlic if you come by my house <laughs> what uh, when would you when do you plant your garlic then over there in i planted uh probably early october yeah so that it has a chance to kind of get us st- i do a pre-soak too all oh, right so my right roots, my roots are almost starting to grow before it goes in the ground so just explain so, how you do it because I've never done it. Pre, I just stick it in the ground, a little bit of water, then forget it until next May. You know what I mean? Like next June, should yeah. I say? 
So for uh, like a five-gallon bucket of water, I would put in uh, two tablespoons of mycorrhizal. I would put in two tablespoons of a kelp. Why are you laughing? <laughs> just cause I was like, I was going to start adding in a little, you know, pinch of a unicorn horn and a little kind of sprinkle of fairy dust there. And... <laughs> Don't mock what works. Yeah, come on then. Sorry, Ori. Yes. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, two, a couple tablespoons of a kelp meal and a couple tablespoons of fish emulsion. And I soak the garlic first in. Either like cheap vodka or, are you, you know, are you, are you being serious here? <laughs> and it just sterilizes it so that you're not putting. Steve, stop! I see your face. So I put that, and I just soak them for about half an hour, and then I dump them in this uh, other bucket and let them soak overnight, and then I plant them. Audrey, you can't be giving them vodka. Sure. <laughs> how how did you come? How did you work this recipe out? You think uh, isopropyl alcohol got expensive in the last two years? Yes, because everybody <laughs> wanted it, right? Cheap vodka is still cheap vodka, so it's not a vodka I would ever drink because it tastes like moonshine. Mm-hmm. But it's whatever you want to to make sure the stock is sterilized. That's all. Right, yeah. right, so right. So it can be Imagine. hydrogen peroxide. It can be whatever. I just found these last two years that vodka was cheaper than all of those. And there's there's definitely no unicorn tears going in or anything. You know what I mean? Kind of. <laughs> no <fairy> dust. <laughs> I don't chant and and jump around the thing. I mean, I just put them in and let them go. Well, actually, we've we've shown you photographs so of the garlic. You know what I mean? Well, the kind I, of the I, harvest I was. Pretty darn good. Yeah, and I got some beautiful sized heads of garlic. So mm-hmm, yeah. I'm not gonna. If it ain't broke, I'm not changing it. And he has me laughing at you, Audrey. And I, I came away with like marble, marble size. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I had like marbles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of. <laughs> JB, would you ever use unicorn tears and like um, migrate? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, to be fair, yeah. If it stopped white rot, I would. I know, I know. Would. That's the thing yeah. with us, isn't it? It's like you've got we've got yeah. that to contend with as well. So this year, I'm going to try some in troughs. Um, I just need to not forget because garlic is one that I always forget because it's like you, there's not much other stuff that goes in kind of October time. You know, it's September, October. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've just well, I know I'll, I'll put um, if honestly if you get in touch with like Coastal Gardens North Wales, he um, I forget Coastal Gardens name Sean has it, just in big trees like and grows them in actually trees. Do you know what I mean? Like like uh, bread baskets almost looking things. GB and crops, interesting. phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. To be honest, yeah, um, Audrey again, yes. Um, I did today, am I doing wrong? Because, you know, we talk about sunflowers and sunflower seeds and leaving them up. Well, some of the beds that I'm wanting to use for my brassicas, I want to kind of, you know, eventually probably cover them up. And I do want to kind of keep these sunflowers up. So I'm chopping the heads off and keeping them, the seeds like that. Is that just as good or is it not just, you know, would you kind of keep your plants? Are you 
do you want them out for the birds? Is that well? I would rather have the birds. What Steve says, you like eating some of them. And there was on my video tomorrow. You know, there's a new video coming out tomorrow. There's a pigeon there, and it's eating the fallen sunflower seeds. So I'm thinking, if I kind of encourage them to eat them, you oh, know, yeah. but hang them. I want to get rid what of I- some of the plants because some of the plants are in a bit of a nuisance place now. When I want to put a like a yeah. net over. Sure, I would. I would just, you know, clump them together or put them on that fence that you have mm-hmm. on the edge of your plot, so make it easy for the birds to mm-hmm. go there and get them. That's oh, the wow. that's that's yeah. I haven't done that. I've just chopped the head, but I might keep the stalk as well and just lash them onto the heads and let the birds just kind of yeah, just let yeah. them. Mm-hmm. I saw a squirrel just this week climb the sunflower and pop a head off. Right. And he was enjoying it like he was having a feast on the lawn. And I thought, <laughs> wow, you are, you worked hard for that, dude. So, <laughs> you can have what, was it, was he drunk and smelling of garlic? <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, it's not just me. It's not just me. That's okay. I'm not, I, I'm like, it works for me. So, I'm doing That's it. Right. And if there's any U.S. folks out there, one of the best places to buy, and this is not a paid advertisement, is from Fruition Seeds. FruitionSeeds.com sells some of the best organic garlic seed I have come across. So, Right, right. Well, I just, I'll tell you what I did notice as well. Someone was saying in, in some chat, I can't remember which, Audrey, that we actually can it order from Baker Creek now, so, you know, I guess it's because of Brexit, we can't get delivered seeds from Baker Creek. Uh, So someone said that, so... I ordered some off them not so very long ago. Right? Over over a month ago, I got a delivery from them. Right. Because I've ordered most of my tomato seeds and stuff. Well, I'll tell you who it was. It was Ian in our little private message. Ian, who was kind of the, the moderator on, you know... On, on the Discord, yes, grown local, and yeah. I'm sure it was the inside. All oh, you kind of get because he's after some Brad's atomic seeds, and I right. and I says, oh, well, I'm just probably going to get the kind of the real deal instead of keeping my own. Just to, you know what yeah. I mean? He says, oh, you kind of get um, they're not delivering to the UK, so yeah. mm. oh, wow. Uh, it's um, it's garlic live plant tubers or bulbs outside the US, but I think you can uh, still get seed. Right, right, right. It's a good job we know someone eh, who can kind of hide them wait, under. Wait. under... You're laughing at how she grows things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tony, I think you should apologize. Uh, yes, I, I, think it's a, I, think, no, I, I think it's a bit of humble pie. I'm, I'm tasting it. it to me. <laughs> I, can, I can take it. I can even have stinging nettles and I'll be okay. <laughs> well, I think we'll get to our tips of the week. We've just clipped the an hour there. So, Audrey, was that your tip of the week? No, it really was because I am pulling out my disastrous tomatoes behind my garage, and I'm planting a crimson clover there, right? Which is a legume, so that will fix a whole lot of things uh, in my soil. Yeah. And because of the killing frosts that we have here, mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it die in place, and I'm going to let it. Just rot on the top, not rot, but you know, decay on top. And so I'm not going to flip it. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to 
maybe put a little bit of compost over it in the spring and plant my tomatoes in there again. Right, right. What, I don't know about your tomato. I must have missed it if you've told us in our chat. I haven't seen a video from you. What happened to you? Is this all your tomatoes? Is it Audrey? Oh, no. Uh, it's just the ones on the back of the garage. We had problems. I have no problems with watering ever, anywhere else, but except the one that's using the rain barrels. Right. <laughs> Which to me is crazy. So we're still trying to figure that out because this year it mm-hmm. was a disaster. So uh, that's why I'm going to just hopefully give a little bit more nutrition to that bed. We'll get the watering figured out by next spring and uh, we'll be good to go. Right. right. Well, thank you very much. And I'm also, I'm also not going to try to extend my season too far this year. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to plant, more like in my back, my huge back garden, I'm going to plant a lot of that crimson clover there too, just to try to break up the ground a little bit, add a little nutrition, but keep it covered for the winter. Right, right. So mm, mm, there's it, there's because that's it's kind of almost. Will you still have somewhere to grow the Chinese cabbage competition? Are you, are you backing out of that? Oh no! I just planted some more. I'm, I'm, I, I just planted uh, some more. Right. So right. We'll, I think we might be able to get it. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not out of that. Okay. JB, tip of the week, sir. Yeah. So um, it's chilly season. So I like I like to have the chilly tip. Um, and I, this is kind of a two in one. Um, but when it comes to harvesting and eating, um, it's very good to take some precautions. <laughs> And obviously you harvest first and just make sure you're wearing gloves. Okay. That is my, my plea to anyone who's growing chilies as a kind of newbie. Um, just make sure you're wearing gloves whenever you're handling, chopping, processing. GB, you've took the words. You took the words, GB, right out of my mouth. Because I brought all my chilies home. My uh-huh. wife, because they're, they're actually they're a, called a big devil. So they actually look like the, like a sweet pepper. So with no yeah. gloves on, anything like that, she put a few in, like a, we normally just put like one in, like a spaghetti bolognese kind of thing, like a bit of like depth, a bit of warmth. A yeah, load nice. went in, and then my wife Molly got a bath last night. This is like, like and the night before. And obviously your pores opened, and it just, she says it just stung. After, there was no oh, sting yeah. there before, yeah, yeah. but when he went in the bath, come out, it, she says it was just like stinging out. Yeah, it's the risk of touching anywhere as uh-huh. well. So there's a lot of sensitive areas on a oh. human body. <laughs> the face, the eyes, yeah. the mm, And it's really I know, easy. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really easy a few hours later to have forgotten that you've been handling chilies. So, uh, yeah, just keep your gloves on, folks. Um, and if you're going to be eating really hot, spicy stuff, um, the best thing you can do is line your stomach with fats so anything kind of oily or fatty or something like that, and that that will stop any risk of like cramps or like stuff really repeating on you for a long time. Um, that's more for if you're you know if you're having very hot raw chilies. Well, uh, wh- um, but why that really, does it really helps? Why does when I've seen videos, JB, then what's the what's happening with your reaction when you see folks take the bite, the stalk hiccuping? What? Oh what? God, yeah, I get that. Why yeah. is that? What is that? And what what, what is? I don't know. To be honest, I'm not sure about the hiccup. Like loads of people have really um, specific individual reactions to chilies. So it's very fun. I'm a hiccupper. Some people like their ears burn. 
right? <laughs> like um, oh, some people are co coughing and like their nose is going. Um, it's really interesting. But uh, yeah, like if you have something really hot, it it can it 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 won't physically damage anything inside, mm -hmm. um, but it can really really irritate your kind of esophagus. Is that the one for your stomach? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your stomach tube and your stomach itself. Um, and other. And, yeah. and, and, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you see a good bite, when you see a good well. bite of the, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you have something really hot, you can be in agony for, I'm not mm -hmm. joking, hours mm -hmm. um, if you don't line your stomach first. So, fat. So, my, my chili tips. There we go. Thank you very much. Stephen, tip of the week, sir. Yeah, don't eat chilies. <laughs> no, I was going to say this time of the year, we're sort of clearing uh, or taking harvests and clearing beds a little. I'm certainly doing that a lot at the minute. And you're generally clearing up around your plot and you'll find a few trays that where seedlings died off or where you left the plants in and the plants have died off. Use that compost now recycle it and you can grow lettuce leaves in it for later on this season because those lettuce leaves are going to be just cut and come again right so just just get your, your seedlings going in it they won't need a lot of nutrition so a used compost is perfect for that funny i just um, picked some out of the compost me compost pile some like lettuce was starting to grow different varieties and i put yeah. it in like a we know one of our six is it 15 slot trees the bigger ones and oh, yeah. they're away looking lovely healthy oh, plants yeah. like volunteers you know what i mean i i love a volunteer they seem to do mm. way better than me you know me in a normal growing i've just found a tray of lettuce i didn't even know i had and they're they're away outside the polytunnel among among me potatoes but they look like all right plants so i might pop them on tomorrow uh, and see what happens. Oh, definitely, no definitely. idea how they got there definitely they did well, another show bites the dust. Now, next week, we are losing JB. JB, you're off. Are you off on your holidays, are you? I am. I am off yeah, on my so holidays. That, um, that top's coming off, girls, men. <laughs> <laughs> He's off to Scotland. Yes. So, yeah. just if there's any, you know, the hottest gardener in the UK is on the prowl. <laughs> Sorry, yes, I wish I had that one as well. You know what okay. I mean? But I, I have tread JB to a couple of thongs for his for his beach holiday. You know what I mean? So you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> With a little kind of potty mouth on the front. You know what I mean? oh. <laughs> yeah, stuff down the yes, yes. So next week we'll have we'll have Jesse from Plot Plots. What number is it? 37. 30, 30, 30, yes. yes. Yep. So we've got Jesse on next week as well, which would be lovely to kind of catch up. Because actually the last time we spoke to Jesse, she was having just total tomato failure. So it would be nice yeah, to kind of yeah. catch up because to see how, how things are going as well. So, JB, have a lovely holiday. Thank you very much. Yes, thank yeah. you very much. And we'll, and actually the week after we're on holiday, I'm on holiday, so we're going to kind of have a, a week off anyways. So... Pop over to the Discord, pop over to the the kind of the, the, the podcast, join the podcast and you can listen to this again. I actually listen to this on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Because there's so much going on that sometimes I'm missing like bits of conversation. So I'll i listen to the podcast version of this, the audio, do you know what I mean? And it's just 
Excellent, <laughs> to be honest. Absolutely excellent. So please subscribe to the podcast. Audrey, Steve, JB, thank you very much, everybody. Take good You're care. Welcome. We will see you next week. Cheers, everyone. Look after yourselves. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.